This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, October 1st, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. How would Ayn Rand deal with big government? Don Watkins believes he knows. He's co-author of the new book, Free Market Revolution, How Ayn Rand's Ideas Can End Big Government. We discuss the moral argument for capitalism, how some modern fans of Ayn Rand sharply differ with the libertarian thinking of Ron Paul on issues of foreign policy and what Watkins terms totalitarian Islam. We spoke following a forum for the book held last week. Your book and Arthur Brooks' new book, The Road to Freedom, both make a moral case for capitalism, arguing that this is uh, more effective than arguments that have been made in recent decades for capitalism. What are some differences between the, the arguments that you make? Sure. I mean, Arthur, I think, really lays out that there is this need for a moral defense. But he views it more as we have an economic defense, and then over here we need an emotional defense. So, and that really is what, what a moral defense is. It means uh, tapping into people's emotions. Certainly you need to tap into people's emotions. But the way that we view it is Ayn Rand believes that morality, our basic ideas of good and bad, are actually shaping the rest of our views. And so it just, if you have wrong moral views, it shapes the way you think about capitals and the way you think about economics, the what you'll accept is valid history. And so we view it as morality is this fundamental issue shaping all these other issues. And what that results in then is Arthur thinks that in our current views of ethics are what people typically take as right and wrong. That's all fine and good. We don't need to challenge that. We don't need to rethink any of that. That's solid. We just need to see that actually capitalism does serve what we all know to be moral. And then on the other hand, uh, we, view, we view morality as you really need to rethink certain issues in ethics. We've all been taught that we are our brother's keeper, that we have a duty to serve others. And our view, Ayn Rand's view, is that this is wrong and it's antithetical to capitalism. And what's striking is Arthur's work in a certain way shows this because Arthur's not a proponent of real capitalism, of laissez-faire, of a separation of state and economics. He says, yes, we need capitalism, we need free enterprise, but of course we need to regulate it, of course we need to redistribute wealth, just not as much as today. And we say, if you take morality seriously and the fact that an individual has a right to his own life to make the most of his time on earth, well then what you need is real capitalism that protects that right, and that means laissez-faire. So there's a fundamental distinction in the way that we think about morality and the way that we think about capitalism. As a practical matter, capitalism delivers the goods. And I think most people uh, who uh, know what capitalism does and how it functions, I think we agree on that. And I think that, frankly, I think for most people, that's good enough. They are fine with receiving the products of capitalism and aren't so much concerned with entertaining the idea that capitalism is morally superior. What do you tell those people? Well, I don't think it's true. I think, first of all, they don't see that it delivers the goods. So they'll say, yes, capitalism gives us all kind of good thing, all kinds of wonderful things. But what do they take capitalism to be? They take it to be what we have today, something compatible with endless amounts of government regulation, endless amounts of entitlement programs, taking our wealth and redistributing it. So certainly they'll say we don't want to be totalitarian. We want to be capitalism. But they call capitalism what we call the mixed economy. And the, the, the way that this shows up in terms of the, the way that morality affects their views, even if they don't really know it, even if they don't really see it, you can see it in the debate over the regulatory state. So why is every, who is every crisis blamed on? Every problem, every crisis is blamed on businessmen. It's blamed on their runaway greed, and so we need regulation to shackle that greed. 
every uh, every person's need that goes unfulfilled, it's considered a moral crime to just let that be or leave it to private individuals. We need the government to take from those who are in it and give to those who are in need. And in, in our book, we talk about this as the argument from greed and the argument from need. And those are two moral arguments that if you just say, well, I'm only concerned with consequences, you're really powerless unless you delve in and ask yourself, what is self-interest? Is it a good thing? What does it result in? What does it look like when you're left free to pursue it on a free market? Over the past six years, uh, Ron Paul has brought more people to libertarian ideas than just about anybody else. But the Ayn Rand Institute has been fairly critical of Ron Paul. What is the essential uh, difference? The essential difference, I think, is fundamentally it's about philosophy that we think to understand and value capitalism, you need to come at it from a philosophic framework, a, a philosophic framework that values individualism and values reason. Uh, I think, unfortunately, Ron Paul comes from a, a, a religious background, and it shapes a lot of his policies, his views on abortion. Um, and in the more concrete, I think he, his foreign policy is something we very strenuously disagree with. But the basic issue is that we think without a proper philosophy of capitalism, you undercut yourself as an advocate for capitalism. And I think we saw that in the debates where, although certainly he said some really good things, you know, often on economic issues better than the other candidates, when it came time to answer a moral question like, what do you do to that, star, uh, to that woman who can't afford health care? Do you let her go without it? I think that's, a, that's an, uh, a question he could not effectively answer. And that's the kind of question, if you can't answer it, people will discount a real free market view. You mentioned foreign policy, Ron Paul's foreign policy. One of the biggest sources of big government that we've had in the past decade is the growth of military spending, uh, specifically war spending. Uh, many hawkish Republicans even think now that we should get out of Afghanistan. Your book doesn't really go into that uh, very much, but how would Ayn Rand's ideas deal with the Pentagon and its growth? So there's a certain irony in our title. We say, you know, the end of big government. We actually don't like that term because it's too vague. The fact is you want a government that protects individual rights. That's what we think the purpose of government is. And what that really means is protect American lives and freedom. And that's one thing that you need a military to do. You need a military to go and crush threats that when, when somebody threatens the United States, that can't be allowed because that's the government's job is to protect our freedom in that way. So we want a strong military. Military spe spending per se is not a bad thing. That's one of the things government should be doing. But we think that you, the U.S. foreign policy really, at least for the last 30 to 50 years, has been abysmal, that it hasn't been protecting U.S. freedom. Now, we think that in the case of Islamic totalitarianism, that's because it's basically engaged in a policy of being too weak, too appeasing, not dealing with real threats like Iran. Um, but part of the problem is it's definitely true that when you have a, a military that's not really fighting a war, but it's kind of fighting a war, it's spending gobs of money and it's trampling on our rights. And that, that is something we, we definitely do oppose, even though we don't focus on it in the book, which is more economic freedom oriented. Leonard Reed is, of course, a major figure in uh, libertarian thought. He was a huge figure in the foundation of economic education. He and Ayn Rand had a, a friendship for a time. And one of the critiques that she offered to him was that his organization should not be called 
the foundation for economic education, it should be considered the foundation for moral education, if I think I'm perhaps paraphrasing that. But, but that's sort of, I think, what you're getting at a little bit. That is, that there's, a, there's a key difference here uh, with respect to economics and morality. Ayn Rand thought understanding economics was crucial in the fight for capitalism. She thought, if you don't understand economics, if you don't understand history, you're done for. But she thought that why did we lose all that knowledge or why has the fact that economists have say really worked out the case for capitalism brilliantly, people like Adam Smith and von Mises, why has that not been effective enough? And she thought there was a missing ingredient, ingredient and this fundamental ingredient of a philosophy of capitalism. And she thought that without philosophic and in particular a moral education of why is it right for individuals to pursue their happiness, which means their self-interest under capitalism. Without that, it was impossible to be able to sustain the American experiment, to be able to sustain capitalism. Because as soon as the intellectuals came down and said, this is immoral, part of what got erased was knowledge of the economics of capitalism in the history of capitalism. And so what her argument was to Leonard Reed, and this is really the, the first time that we see, instead of talking about just the morality of capitalism, we see somebody talking about the need for a moral defense of capitalism is what she's saying is that you need to be broader than economics, not that you need to throw out economics, but that we need a philosophy of capitalism as much as we need, and indeed more than we need in economics of capitalism, but that you need the whole kit and caboodle. You, you can't be successful without any of them. Don Watkins is a fellow at the Ayn Rand Institute. You can learn more about libertarian ideas at our websites, libertarianism.org and cato.org.